Welcome into the podcast closet. You're listening to episode 59 of CCP, the Caleb and Kathy podcast, also known as... Creative Confronts Polarization. I like it. It's very good CCP. Thank you. Very poignant. Thank you. Very clever. Very good word. Use. Wow. I don't know how to <laughs> go up from here. I haven't even really said more than three words and I'm already <laughs> being praised so much. It, it only gets better from here. Um, yeah. Speaking of better, perhaps the listeners at home have noticed that uh, we've been acquired by NPR because our sound quality has gone up so much. Okay, wait, wait, wait. we don't want to <laughs> say that because A, that's not true, and B, like, what if one day, I mean, like, dream big people, <laughs> we are a part of NPR? I don't think NPR has this type of podcast. Maybe sounds like there is a need. Oh, maybe you're right. Fill that void. Yeah. Um, anyway. I'm not going to change my voice though. I am who I am. That's how all those people actually sound. I don't know what you're talking about. No way. <laughs> no way. All right. So uh, what I'm talking about is hopefully we sound better because we got a new microphone. Mm-hmm. It's the same brand, um, but a little higher quality. Yeah. So we're stepping our game up soon. Maybe an actual studio. I mean, I feel like one day when we have a house, we can yeah, devote we can, it to yeah. a studio, get some baffling in there. I feel like we could probably do it in the den, but Newton would really be pawing at us. <laughs> he wouldn't it, like that. He, he that's would his him. bathroom. That's his hangout room. That's his kitchen, his <laughs> dining room. <laughs> he would be pissed. <laughs> <laughs> All <right>. Anyway. <laughs> so, hopefully... You'll notice an improvement in sound quality. This is the first week of recording it. We were going to do it last week um, with Aaron on that episode, but we couldn't figure out a way to uh, listen to his uh, headset, but also uh, use the new microphone. So that's why we're, we've waited till this week. That was Hopefully. a really fun episode. It was. I, I liked experimenting with us with that. Uh, having a guest, and hopefully we can do it again in the future. I'd like to get people maybe in because the quality It'll sound goes up. Better. Yeah, and, and also like it's easier to have a rapport with people when they're actually yeah. in the room. You can pick up on cues yeah. that are not that's, auditory. That's what I was saying. Was the hard part was like knowing when someone else wants to speak. Yeah, yeah, yeah. But it was still really fun though. Yeah, because we'll talk over it. each other sometimes here, but yeah. a, a lot less than last week. Yeah. And we apologize. We hope that came out all right though. It was a, it was a really fun episode to record. Something, something yeah different. I mean, I feel like I might have said this on the pod last week. Like, it just brought, like, additional perspective to something that I didn't know a whole lot about. And I think when we do those kind of episodes in the future, having somebody that knows a lot about something, like, it really just, like, adds Not necessarily an expert, but something they're interested in. No, yeah, just, like, a general interest. Like, I don't care about football. And so the fact that I was, like, talking about some football player I had never heard of, like, I felt a little out of my element on that. But it's good to have that perspective, too, to the one where, like, Aaron and I had, where we knew the story going in. It's yeah. good to have your perspective if you had no idea what Yeah, was that's happen. true. Um, but I feel a little more comfortable back in the comfort zone this week, because this week we're going to be talking about... Oh, hold on. We oh. need to discuss briefly. Okay. <laughs> Last week we that said we were going to be doing Idiocracy this week. Yes. So, so we attempted to watch. This was yes. a movie I had seen before and enjoyed. Um, excuse me, back in 2000, 
2006, 2007, mm-hmm. around, like, a little after it had come out. Yeah. I probably hadn't seen it in over a decade. Um, so we got about, what would you say, 45 minutes to an hour in? Yeah. And uh, Kathy wasn't feeling it. I, I also agreed that it hadn't aged super well. There's definitely some choice language that uh, obviously Terrible. does not age well at all. They use some words and, and that I, I... I forgot that stuff was in there. Yeah. Especially the the F word. I think and I remember the them R saying word. the R word some, but not as much as they did. And I think it's kind of meant as like, uh, like yeah. you know, like you shouldn't use this word and people have become so dumb yeah. that they're using these words. Yeah. But nevertheless, it, it I just, was like... just hard to listen to yes that's what it was it was like it's like I was, it's hard to laugh at this because it's like ugh. it was visibly uncomfortable and i think that that might have been like purposeful like kind of what i tweeted about i think that was today earlier today i said that or today meaning friday when we're recording this i tweeted and said that oh shoot not um <laughs> what did i say um i said that like it made me really uncomfortable, and, like, even though it was probably a satire, it was still a comedy, and I nothing about it was funny. It's not a world I would ever want to live in. Um, it just made me extremely uncomfortable, and, like, when I'm watching a movie like that, there has to be something that, like, makes me feel like, okay, there's a reason for this, and I didn't feel that way with that, and I just, it didn't sit well, and I... I refuse to consume content that makes me that just, like, (laughs) disgusted. There's so many good movies out there and books and TV shows. I'm not going to just go on and on, you know, with something I don't like. That's fair. Um, I didn't want to do a podcast episode on it. Yeah, I'm completely fine with that. And I, I agreed with you. It hasn't aged well. I can't wait to hear your thoughts on what we are actually talking about. Okay, can about I now today. introduce it? Now you can introduce it. I'm okay. sorry for the long lead-in. I'm looking at the time here. We're almost at seven minutes, and we're yet to say what we're actually doing the pot on. That's okay. And that's on me. Kinda. <laughs> okay, so this week we decided instead to watch the Netflix documentary. It was an original Netflix documentary, and it's called Miss Americana. And it is about Taylor Colin Swift. Colin Taylor Swift, I believe. It's the full title. I'm pretty sure it was just Miss Americana. Okay, sorry. Semantics. I don't know why I brought it up. Um, okay. So, obviously, we watched this on Netflix. It was about hour 25. So, solid amount of time for a documentary, I think. Not too Kept long. my attention. I mean, it helped that, like, I, I knew... You had an interest basically in basically everything material. they were gonna say, like in terms of talk. Not so what, this is the opposite no, 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 of last no, no, week's episode. No, like I, that made me. I'm gonna try that again. Like I knew what different talking points were gonna come up. How about that? I didn't know like what exactly Taylor was going to say about a certain thing. I just knew like, oh, they're gonna mention the Kanye thing. Oh, they're gonna talk about um, Marsha. Blackburn. I didn't know her name, but I remember that happening. Or just, like, stuff like that. I knew they were gonna talk about, you know, her different albums and stuff. I know her general backstory. That kind of thing. Anyway. 
Sorry. <laughs> I don't know no. what you want me to say. I don't know. Okay. I'm ready to get into it. Yeah, let's let's do it. Okay. M- the first thing that I noticed, the first thing that I felt like I needed to write down, it is so weird to hear Taylor curse. I, like, I'm still Did not used to she curse early on? I don't remember. No. I remember her cursing later on. Uh, but... no, she said, holy, like, in the uh, music studio, like, yeah, pretty early on in the documentary, and I, I, I know most, a lot of people curse, but, like, it wasn't until maybe 1989, her, that album, where she... I was she, gonna say, be clear here, the album, not the year. Yeah, where she used a curse word. I think it was the H word. I feel like such a child. The H word? I think it was hell. I think that was the Hell's word. It was like hardly a curse word. In my mind, it is. I feel like that doesn't get bleeped on the radio, then it's not a curse word. Okay, whatever. The, the point is, like, in her early music, she didn't curse. I guess that's it, a bad, it... bad logic on my part, just getting ahead of people <laughs> saying, yes, it is. Okay. Anyways. <laughs> Who is saying that? Okay. Um, but yeah, so that just, like, it just sounds weird to me because I don't associate her with that. But that's not me. I mean, that's, I don't know everything about Taylor Swift or I don't know her personally. So, wow, she curses like big whoop. But for some reason, I was just like, that's weird. Every time. Okay, sorry. Another difference uh, this week that I need to point out is we're facing each other for the first time. Maybe yeah. not the first time. I think we might have tried this once. It is But since different. the microphone allows for bi-directional, so we can use the one mic and talk into both ends. Bi-directional. Things. That's yes. a cool word. Um, usually we kind of side-sit. So this week we get to stare at each other while we do this. That's more intimate. No, I'm not complaining. I'm just letting the people know. Oh, so you're just saying that you're getting like lost in my beauty and it's yeah. just really hard to focus. That's, that's why I'm so quiet. <laughs> and I, I don't know if you can't tell listeners, but... I happen to know a few more things about Taylor Swift than Caleb. Uh, <laughs> Sorry that the came, listeners be a, that a judge came of that. off as such a brag, and it didn't mean it that way. I just meant that, like, all right, I got I'm the BuzzFeed have... Taylor Swift <laughs> trivia quiz pulled up here. Now I'm just gonna, <laughs> I'm just gonna <laughs> I'm have sure thing, probably more things to say about this. That's all. Yeah, I have a few notes. I'll jump in when okay. when I I deem necessary. All right, so um. Something that I think is really interesting about Taylor, and it came up a few times in the documentary, is that how involved her parents are. Like, they are, like, in her business, in her music life, in her career. Um, They're part of her management team. They're just, like, there all the time. Like, they are a huge part. And I... I mean, in my mind, I'm, like, trying to think of another celebrity like that, and I guess the Kardashians are what comes to mind. Not a great comparison, you want to... Yeah, I'm not not saying, like, oh, she's so much like them. I'm just saying that's not something that you see that often. I mean, Uh, I guess... I I guess guess... with a lot of younger people who come into their celebrity at a younger age, I feel like that's pretty common. Yeah, I guess that would be my my thing that, oh... I don't know how many of them keep it. Young, yeah. Like, when she's mm-hmm. 30 now, or nearly... She'll she's be 30. 30 this year. No, was 30 last year. 89, 19, 80, right. 19. Um, Keep it that long, but yeah, I think it's a common thing for... Yeah. To start out, at least. Yeah. But I I just think that's really bizarre. No, no, it's not bizarre, it's just... It's unique. 
it's not something you see that often. And it was really awkward when towards the end, um, she's like basically crying, yelling at her dad. Is that who she was? Yelling? Yeah. I couldn't tell. I, there was like two was British guys. Her, like her people like on her team and her father. Cause she goes, dad, this is like, and that was just something that was like, explain what she was yelling about. She, I mean, I, we can talk about it later, but it just kind of related. Um, she was talking about how she wanted to make a stand against this Marsha Blackburn lady. Wanted to like make a, public, a political statement publicly. Yeah. 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 About how she didn't agree with like anything this woman stand for stood stands for, and she's running. Um, for the, uh, congressman, the senator in Tennessee. Oh, it was a Senate seat. Yeah, I don't know if it, I'm guessing it was for Congress, not for like state Senate. I'm pretty sure that it was like yeah. Yeah, I wouldn't think you'd yeah. make that big of a deal. Yeah, sure. I thought it was a rep. I thought she was a rep, not a senator. But they said something about. Okay, we can double check. Sorry. Okay, sorry. Moving on. Um. Well, moving on, but she was just, like, yelling about it, and, like, I mean, rightly so, but it's just, like, don't you want people on your team that have your same values and your same vision and goals? Like, it seems like her mom supports her, like, she was saying, you know, kind of after Taylor got some good feedback about uh, standing up against this Blackburn lady... She was like, we need to build on this momentum and stuff. And so it seems like her mom supports this this whole thing and her publicist, tree something, um, support her. But I just like the men that were in that room, including her dad, didn't seem to be like in support of that. And so if those are the people that are part of your management team, maybe you need to like rethink that. I don't know. You're correct. She was a she is a senator. Okay, I th- I think I heard them say something about being a senator. So I don't know. Did you have any take on that? Like, no. Yeah, it was definitely awkward. Like, so uncomfortable. And yeah, it it goes to show like how like stupid like the music industry and show businesses in general just like afraid to like step on anybody's toes because it's like oh you make less money. Well, like, but doesn't this money make you... isn't everything. Yeah, but... It's already a freaking millionaire, like... Right. Doesn't this make you think of Dolly Parton's America, the podcast we oh, listen to sure. about Dolly and about how she doesn't... I mean, and Tennessee, so... Yeah. No, a lot of comparisons here. Um, but h- how she doesn't, like... Make political make... stands. Yeah. Or not even that, just, like, even say anything political, really. Right. That well, until she did the took the Dixie Stampede thing off, which was perceived as political by some people. Yeah, taking the Dixie out of it. Yeah. Anyways, I just it made me think of that a lot. Yeah, that's that's and, a good comparison. And Taylor was saying that like, um, she specifically thinks this is like a country music issue of where, um, like country artists are not allowed to like say their politics. When, while we were watching this, I could feel you, I mean, I, I'm about to push back on it, but, like, you were definitely pushing back on it, because you were like, well, I mean, they could sing about their guns. It's just that they have democratic views. 
Is that the vibe I was getting? They have democratic. What do you mean they have democratic? If they have democratic if views, they, they yeah. can't express them. I feel like there are still probably some. I mean, I don't listen to country that much, so I can't think of a bunch off the top of my head. But I'm sure there are some like country artists that have democratic views and they speak their mind about them. Casey Musgraves. Very good example. Yeah, right there. Um, Tim McGraw. Really, Tim McGraw. I want to say I've heard something about Brad Paisley, too. They consider themselves to be kind of more, like, blue-collar than, necessarily, like, straight-up Republican. I don't... Like I pro-union guys or something? I don't want to, like, quote anything, but I seem to remember that being a thing. So, like, there are people out there... Um, who's the Low Places guy? Garth, Garth Brooks. Brooks. His... Someone in his family is lesbian, and he was, like, speaking... I want to say it was either his daughter or his sister, somebody he was related to. And so he spoke out against... Or in favor of gay rights. Or against uh, inequality. Yeah. So, like, there are people doing it. Maybe they feel that they have to be at a certain point in their career to feel comfortable doing that. The example everyone brings up when this kind of, like, free speech, free speech, like, these are just people and they're allowed to have points of view. Um, Anytime these issues come up, the example people bring up, how many times can I say up, is the Dixie Chicks. Um, If you want the Garth Brooks thing, I have who was it? Real quick. It is Garth Brooks' sister, who's, sister, who's openly lesbian, was one of the first non-LGBTQ uh, male artists to openly back gay rights and later same-sex marriage. Nice. I didn't know that about Garth Brooks. Good for him. Yeah. Um. Okay. So, Dixie Chicks. Yeah, the Dixie Chicks. Like, this stuff, just like, oh my god. Like, are you ready to go? Like, that's how I feel when I when I hear about the Dixie Chick stuff. It was, like, so minor, too. Like, if that would happen today, like, the amount... I mean, don't get me wrong, like, Trump is a bigger idiot than Bush was, but, like, the amount of, like, people saying that, and it's... I guess on Fox News it's still a big deal, but yeah. everywhere else it's just, like, yeah. We know. Right. I, I've, yeah, I feel like times were different back then. Like, you weren't allowed to say that, which I guess is a good thing that you can say about your president, but... Nowadays, but it all doesn't they, really mean anything. But all they were mad about is they were mad about, like, the Iraq war, which, yeah. like, okay, me too. Like, all they said, what, I, I don't have the direct quote in front of me, but I can look it up, but I believe all they said was that we're sorry that George Bush is from Texas. Yeah. Or that our president is from Texas. Right. Doesn't Basically like, doesn't support our views. Didn't say George Bush is a warmongering monster. I bet you George Bush didn't even care. <laughs> probably doesn't even know to this day. Like, that man seems so just, like, out of it. I don't know. Just kind of there. A body. But, like, that's just ridiculous. And I wonder, like, there are just so many layers to unravel with that. Like, would it have been different if the Dixie Chicks were Dixie guys? Would it have been different, like, the response? Would it have been different if they were older than they were when they made that comment? Or, like... It's just ridiculous at the fact that, like, all the backlash they got and the, like, big impact it ended up having on their career. And I just think that's so sad. 
and so wrong. Like, you're allowed to say what you believe, and if it's political, well, oh well. Like, you can, you can voice your opinions, and it's not gonna... I understand that they are, like, they were really big at the time, and they're, you know, big celebrities, and whatever. They're allowed to have, like, if anything... We'll get into that later. I think you had that written down, don't you? Kind of a question of... Yeah. If I say you writing that down? Yeah. Okay. We'll get into it later, if you want. Oh, you don't want to talk about it now? Well, I just want to get more into... We're getting kind of sidetracked from the okay. documentary and Taylor okay. Swift and more of that. I, I can read you the quote real quick. I have it pulled up. Okay. Um, so this they were performing in England March 10th, 2003. And they said, just so you know, we're on the good side with y'all. We do want this. We do not want this war, this violence, and we're ashamed that the president of the United States is from Texas. That was the whole quote. Yeah. Anyways. All right. So moving on from, um, I guess we'll kind of get back to that a little bit. Sorry, um, I wasn't trying to derail you. It's okay. I have more to say, but you said we'll get to it. All right. Let's talk about the Kanye stuff because that's the next thing I have on my agenda here. Okay. Okay. For those unaware, this was the 2009 VMA. No, 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 no. <laughs> no one is unaware of this. Was this was such Isn't a big it deal? Crazy that the Do VMAs you remember are still this? A thing? Yeah, I, they're so unrelevant. The, the fact that they were still a thing back then, even was yeah, ten years ago, it was like yeah, who, who cares? TV. Yeah. Or music videos, really. Yeah, isn't that all? It, it's video music awards. Like yes. that's what it. Yes. That's bizarre. Yeah. Okay. Do you remember? Like, were you watching? Do you remember I that whole drama? I don't what know. This thoughts? probably would have been in the era when I was like, I think a little before that when I watched a few VMAs, but mm -hmm. to like watch the performances. So I don't remember watching it at the time. Obviously, like heard about it like later on and watched the did clips you online. have an opinion about it do you now do you care um yeah i think it was kind of blown out of proportion like i don't think it was that big a deal it was dumb of kanye to do but i mean like anyone that knows his personality knows that's not out of right and also character also for like why are we upset at a stupid vma nobody cares about like I'm sure these people who have won VMA, and do they even, like, put these on their mantle? Are they, like, this ash? Well, that was her trophy? first VMA. I, I wasn't talking about Taylor oh, Swift okay, specifically. Okay. I'm just talking about, like, any artist. Mm. Not, yeah, I mean, no, like, the Grammys are the cool ultimate. Anything, but, like, yeah. The Grammys like, are the ultimate. That's what really matters. But anyways, uh, to answer your question, no, not really. Like, Okay. I... I I didn't really take a side on it. Like mm -hmm. I liked Kanye at the time, but I also listened to some Taylor Swift at the time. So I don't know. Okay. What about you? Um. Wow. I had a completely like at the time. This was like the height of my yeah. Taylor Swift fandom. So I was really upset about this. Um. I've never been a Kanye West fan. That's something I'm very proud to say now. But. Like, I kind of want to go back to the people, like, late, earlier on and be like, I told you, this guy's terrible. So there are still people who are uh, still fans. I know. Um, I mean, there's always going to be, like, there's always going to be, be the people that are, like, loyal to their it, person, it's, it's, no matter what. It was never, like, I thought he was, like, a gene. Although. No, people what, did. Oh, you're saying you. Okay, sorry. Yeah. And when Kanye first started out, like. 
he seemed like he was like trying to help his community, trying to help Chicago and stuff. You know, he went on TV and said George Bush doesn't care about black people. Man, George Bush getting a lot of uh, flag room. Well, where where was all that? This goes back to your point, I guess. Sorry, I know I said we would get into it later, but he said that and like wasn't canceled or whatever, mm-hmm. you know, before canceling was a thing. But mm-hmm. and this would have been Hurricane Katrina. So was that like oh mm-hmm. five? I think a four. A four or five? So, like, right around the same time, maybe a year or two later? No, that was 2009 was the VMAs. No, 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 no. I'm talking about... Oh, he Dixie said Chicks. this about Dixie Bush. Chicks. Right. Oh, that's a... Oh. Right? Yeah. Very similar. They both yeah. said things about Bush. And... Mm-hmm. Well, I think another thing that really pissed people off was <laughs> that it was, on, it was on foreign foil. And we, they, foreign the, foil? Foreign soil? <laughs> <laughs> and... That is just not a good look for Americans. You have to blindly love your president. Yeah, in your country, or else you're a terrible person. That's democracy, I think. Right? Yeah, yeah. That's yeah, what yeah. the founding mm-hmm. fathers were talking mm-hmm. about. Mm-hmm. <laughs> totally. But I think that that was like seriously a big part of it. it was like they were like in England and they were talking smack on the U.S. president. Yeah. Like I think there is an element to that as well. But yeah, that is like, wow, I didn't even think about that. Like, yeah, it just occurred to me like, wow, yeah, that is very similar. And, you know, six degrees of really three degrees of Taylor Swift here. Yeah. Two, okay. Two sorry. Degrees. We keep getting. But okay. The point of all that was to say like. Politics is definitely a theme of this documentary. So it all ties in. Yeah. Continue. Yeah. yeah, yeah totally. I this just. Is the height of your Swift fandom. Yeah. And it really did bother me. It's It was so rude. Like. You can think that Beyonce deserved the vid- the award, but, like, she's Beyonce. She doesn't care. You know what I mean? Like, what are you doing? So that really pissed me off. I was really upset about that. Whoa. Sorry. I'm going to get loud because... No, you're loud, but the P word? Whoa. Yeah. She's fired up, folks. I, I don't know. It just really bothered me. Um, yeah. But I guess later on, um, so, like, the Kanye stuff comes back... Because he, um, his song, Famous, is that what it's called? Mm -hmm. Um, Called Taylor, a female dog. And he, like, released this video of their phone conversation where she agreed that it was okay for him to mention her in a song. And so, and then she came out with saying, uh, I... That conversation ever existed or never happened, and I don't want to be part of his narrative anymore. I didn't really know what to think of that. What What are your thoughts on? I know you hate when I do this, but just playing devil's advocate here. So she says that doesn't want to be include. Why include any of the Kanye West stuff in the documentary at all? Because obviously she has final say on all this. Like she's like the executive producer or like she can ixnay anything she wants that goes in this it's part of her story i know but which there are some things you know it would really (laughs) stick it to him just not mentioning him (laughs) yeah seriously right yeah because his whole case in that dumb song was that he made her famous right and so by him not being in the basically the story of her kind of evolution like yeah i could see how that would upset him um but yeah okay so like i didn't really know what to think of all that i was mad about the original 
the original, like, the VMA incident, but in terms of whether she agreed to it or not, or the, the if they, with they... If they, with will, they? Will they, won't they? I don't know. <laughs> what? Will <laughs> they, won't they? No, just, like... <laughs> In terms of, like, the actual conversation and what she actually agreed to, I don't think we will know. Well, I don't ag- I don't agree with him. All right. Should we move on from the Kanye phase? Yep. I'm perfectly got, fine with we that. We got our words out. We okay. got our thoughts out there. So then we get Reputation, which is the album after, I guess, okay, briefly, 1989. And then we have a brief Jack sighting. Right, because... Jack Antonoff. Jack of Antonoff. Course, of Bleachers and Fun who, Fame and great producer. Who we really love. Um, you and I. Mm-hmm. Well, and Taylor, too. Um, he started help, like producing with her on 1989, and then since then has been like part of her producing team. Um, so he started... like He helped her with 1989, and 1989 was like kind of her like official departure from country music but it had been a departure for some time so what was the album prior to that just for the unaware like myself was red the one prior to that was there something yeah red i believe so okay okay just saying like i feel like it was a pretty gradual transition i mean like red yeah from what i know from that album that's not super country either no, I'm not saying I am not saying that like I feel like only her first album is truly country. Yeah. But then I think country still is like an influence in up until up until 1985 or 1989. Gotcha. Um okay. So, but she doesn't really I mean, okay. I want to talk about Reputation and then um is the new album called Lover? Yes. Okay. Sorry. I had a brain fart there. <laughs> um okay. So those of you who know me and who've known me for a long time have always been a big Taylor Swift fan. Like, it's... For a while there, I felt like it was part of my identity. Because she was my favorite. She was my favorite singer. I would listen to her songs all the time. Like, finally getting to see her in concert was a big deal. Like, I knew a lot of random stuff about her. Like, I don't know. Drop I just some facts on us. Is that too much pressure? Okay, she has two cats, Olivia and Meredith. She has a brother who I can't for the life of me remember his name. Do you want me to look it up? (laughs) It's just been bothering me because I'm like, it's not Drew. Because she has a song about a guy named Drew. I'm like, her brother's not named Drew, but it's the only name I can think of right now. Whatever. Um, Her birthday is December 13th, 1989. Younger brother, Austin. Austin. I was never going to get that. I don't know. Um. 13 is her favorite number. She used to write it on her hand. She used to write, like, her song lyrics all along her arms, like, when she would perform and stuff. Like, each of her albums had, like, a different theme, like, color-wise and concept-wise, but also, like, when she would go to events, like, her style kind of reflected the album. And Well, as she says, she had to reinvent herself. Right. And so that's... Right. Um... Yeah. Which we will get into. Later. She has a lot a of famous of friends. She's had a lot of boyfriends. Like, I mean, I just, like, knew all this stuff about her. And, like, I think what happens when you're young and you kind of attach yourself to mm-hmm. an artist or a band, like, you just get consumed with any little piece anything of anything about them. Yeah. And so I would def- I would say that, like, Taylor, 
was that person for me. I don't think I've done that with anyone else. Anybody like, before or since? Like, to that degree. Like, I, I have a lot of faves, I always say, but like, yeah. for a while, Taylor was like, really big in my life. And so... You know, like, some of her friends, she <laughs> would say, oh, that's Abigail. Yeah, I know. I, it's not healthy. I, I can... No, I wasn't trying to say <laughs> okay. that. I was just... I just remember that's another... Yeah, her childhood friend. Credit to your family. Send 15. Yeah, I know. Okay. Like, I could tell you what, like, songs are about her ex-boyfriends. It's, it's just... it's It was a lot. Okay? So then... Reputation came out. And... <laughs> I... I knew... I, I had... I think I had an almost enough closure with the whole, like, she's not a country artist anymore. She's doing this new sound. And, like, that's okay. People can evolve. she said the old Taylor is dead. Exactly. And she did not mention that in the documentary. Like, any of well, that. Reputation was apparently not well received. She didn't get nominated for any Grammys. I don't think she's super proud of it. I think she... But... She did get nominated for a song. It might have been You Need to Calm Down. That's on Lovers. Or Lover. Yeah, it is. Okay, what is the song? There was a song on... Repu look it up. There was okay. a song she was nominated for that year. It right. was... I'll look that up. Okay. Um, but anyway. I just didn't like... Excuse me. I didn't like this new sound that she was putting out. I see her as someone who is very unique in the fact that, like, she writes her own music, and she is a great writer, and her songs will make you feel things. Like, I always connected to that, and I felt like everything about that album, besides uh, New Year's Eve, was petty, bitter, and she said that. She literally said that. That it, she was feeling very bitter and petty, and... It came off, and I felt like it just, it completely rubbed me in the wrong way. Like, I, it just, I didn't like it. And I think people were just, like, so shocked by all that, that, like, my friends and stuff, like, oh my gosh, you love Taylor. How can you feel this way? I'm like, I don't have to blindly like everything she puts out into the world. Just like you don't have to br blindly support our president. Callback. Uh, yeah. It was pop vocal album. Was what it was nominated it, for. She didn't win, but it was nominated. For the album? Yeah. Okay. Pop vocal Then you album. know what? Calm down. Right? Like, you need to calm down? Right? Like, whatever. It was not album Allie of the got year. nominated for one Grammy. Right? It was not album of the, of the year. You know how many great albums come out? Yeah. We... we we yeah, we're not this. we're not going into that okay. because that is like we will spend the rest of the podcast talking about that. Probably mainly me. But anyway, then yeah, and her saying and I I don't I think this was just me grieving a little bit of like my obsession with her. Um her saying like the old the old Taylor is dead and it just no, I don't want that. I love the old Taylor, whatever that even is supposed to mean. Um, I just, her music meant so much to me and like still does. And 
you don't need to, even if you're trying to reinvent yourself, you don't need to just like lose yourself. Do we have a question section in this episode? Yeah. Okay. We I'm do. gonna write one down that I just thought of. I would just make a chair. I it... Yeah, so that's just that's that's where I was at with that. And I know everybody's curious, like, what are my thoughts on Lover, her newest album? Like there were some tracks from it that I, I did like and there were some things that I felt like she did well with it. Um I I enjoyed this latest album. Caleb said that he listened to this album just like Randomly yesterday the other day <laughs> like before wow. we had decided to yeah. watch this i think well we had, talk, we had we talked we had talked about, about maybe watching, doing it at yeah. some point but we hadn't said we we're gonna do it for this episode yeah i i think that there were a lot of tracks on that album so like there were bound to be some that i liked that's true it, there's <laughs> there's a lot of there's some filler in there that's like yes um but yeah i feel like she's still writing from a place of of a younger girl, but she said something that really was like, that's exactly what I feel like. Um, when she said at the end, she was like, there's this saying where, um, musicians or celebrities are frozen at the age that they got famous. <laughs> that, and that she sums was up what you were saying. That... Yeah. Like her writing has not evolved. Like it's starting to there. Like when she was singing that only the young, I don't know what song that is. I don't think it was on lovers, but I, I don't, that up. I don't think so either. Um, but like that was something, um, yeah. And like, I get that. Like it's ta- maybe taken her a little bit to kind of be like, okay, I don't want to be this like person who just only does what is expected of them and doesn't yeah, speak it, their mind. it was just a single that says featured in Miss Americana, so I think it was just oh. like for that. And then she released it in, looks like there was a video January 31st, 2020, so I think she released it coinciding with the release of the movie, probably. Cool. Yeah. Okay. Um, yeah. And so maybe it has just taken her <laughs> longer than other people. I had this thought like as as i was like kind of entering the closet of like she didn't go to college like she didn't have that stage in her life where you are confronted with who do i want to be um what like what ideas do i have values that i have that i think are outdated or i still stand by she was kind of forced to grow up at a young age but yeah, in a way that was not a normal experience for a 13 year old girl you know like it's not not every 13 year old girl is like hey guys family let's move to nashville i want to be a music star like i don't know i just it's just a different experience than like normal life i mean the average person mm-hmm. um yeah so and i guess she's having to like push back on all that she maybe stood for in the beginning of like the naive naivete and the Ooh. um just kind of like nodding and doing what she was told and we saw a little bit of that when she was fighting to get like the rights the ownership of her own music. I guess that happened after they did the documentary. Maybe yeah, because I, didn't I, talk I was about surprised that. that didn't come up. Um, I thought when they first talked about like 
Taylor Swift legal case. I thought it was going to be that thing, but I forgot about the groping thing. I thought I actually forgot about it too, but I was like, oh yeah, that that happened like not that long ago. I mm-hmm. I just I forgot about that. And thank you for bringing that up because I think she mentions it in here like that was a real kind of like breaking awakening. Yeah, moment of where you know maybe I shouldn't be silent about things anymore. And she, her defense of not saying anything about um, the presidential election in 2016 was that she was in a bad place in her life. What was the thing? People were mad that she didn't say or didn't come out against No, I know that. Why didn't she? What was the bad place in her life? Did she talk about that? I she I mean that's kind of like when she went into like hiding and stuff and she was getting a lot of she backlash. Yeah. No, but just that like she was maybe going through a lot in her life at that time and so she didn't feel like sorry. I I love you Taylor, but that's a weak. That's a very that's a weak um and it's just not a strong enough case for for why you didn't say something in my opinion. I don't think that that's an unpopular opinion. I think everyone was really mad about that. But kind of transitioning to our questions, is that fair? Uh, I think I want to touch on a couple more things that you haven't touched on yet. Okay. If that's okay. That's okay. Um, one, so these are, again, I, I like Taylor Swift. I'm Thank you. I'm just bringing up a couple uh, arguments I had against the documentary. Okay. Uh, the no partner thing. She said when she won her second Grammy. Mm-hmm. She had no friends. For 1989. Nobody to call. Yeah. Yeah. That, that's ridiculous. Okay, yeah. I want to hear your thoughts on that one, since you know her background more. Yeah, she has a lot of people in her life that she... I mean, okay, we don't know her. And maybe all th- these friends that she hangs out with, uh, like that you see pictures of on the internet, maybe that's all just like fake but that'd be a lot to fake in your life. Um, she definitely has a lot of friends. And she definitely has a lot of people in her life that care about her and that support her. Yeah, I didn't know if she was trying to paint like uh, like, like a life partner thing. Because then I think I feel like shortly after that, it cuts to like her and her friend talking about like how her friend is pregnant and has a baby. Mm-hmm. So like, is, her, is her trying to say she wants to have children soon or something? Mm, she said in the documentary that she was not at that place yet in her life where she yeah, wanted late, to. Uh, at another point, she does that. It was just yeah. a little confusing. But yeah, the no partner thing, I, I'm not sure that I agreed with, but I don't know enough about her to say one or I mean, based on what I know, and I don't know how accurate it is, but like she's had plenty of relationships, both like romantic and just friendships. Right and familial that like she can lean on i don't i think that's a very like you know and it it did infer that maybe she was just at a low place in her life and so even though that is all true 2015 2016 yeah even right and like even if that is all true if you're in a low place like you don't always you can't always recognize that so we don't it, know. It was a poor choice of words. But it, she said she didn't have a partner to high five when it showed the clip of her high fiving Jack. <laughs> I'm like, they had a whole little handshake. It was cool. Wow. Yeah. Poor Jack. 
Just kidding. Jack's fine. Something that I noticed, like, going on the theme of, like, random noticings, Taylor Swift drinks a lot of white wine. <laughs> like, every scene is just, like, her drinking wine. I'm like, what? I was not aware of this. Have you seen Taylor Swift's wine cave? <laughs> uh, just kidding. Okay. Uh, I had one other note yeah. I wanted to talk about. Um, and this was the, and I briefly Ooh. touched on it earlier, the comment about how she said, like, all these female artists have to constantly reinvent themselves. Mm -hmm. I would say I disagree with it. I think it's more of a pop artist uh, kind of always feel that need to reinvent yeah. themselves to stay relevant. Yeah. Because there's plenty of male artists I can give examples of, such as, like, Prince, David Bowie. These people change their names, you know, like... I think she's talking about in recent years. Those okay, pretty... I'll give you Post Malone has also, he bends genres a lot. Lil Nas X, not that he's been around that long, but like... Yeah, that's not a fair enough okay, example. I'll use Post Malone is who I'm, I'm saying, because started out when he was first trying to get it, was like more country folky. I know nothing about Post Malone. Hip hop rap, so. now he's more pop. Mm, okay. So there's an example for you. Okay. Do you disagree or agree with my assessment that it's more of a pop thing than more like a female artist thing? Because I feel like there are plenty of female artists in other genres that yeah, it's more don't of a feel the need to reinvent themselves. Well, but there is an argument that like, like Taylor was bringing up, like you, your next album needs to be better than the last one. Like there's a lot of pressure on you to do something new and to... I feel like that's all artists though. That's not just... Yeah. That's, that's So then you're, just... it's not just a pop thing. Uh, but I'm saying it's not just a female thing, I guess. Oh, okay. Like, that pressure's yeah. there for all yeah. artists. Oh, regardless yeah. Regardless of gender. Yeah. I agree. I'm with you on that. Okay. Yeah. I think the pressure is there more in pop, I would say, because of, like, just how many more eyes are on it and stuff. Yeah. And the fact that pop um, creates these... Pop music creates these divas, these like big female superstars that have a lot. Just like there's just a lot attached to them, a lot of pressure. Like think it's about more Katie, than just the music. Lady Gaga, Beyonce. Yeah, they ha like it, it's also a persona. It's yeah. a yeah, yeah. So that's all right. That's the only other the risk note. you take when you go there. Yep. Yeah. That's the only other note I had, so I'm ready to move into the question. Okay, there was, I was looking back at my notes while you were talking, and there was one other thing that was just like a random thing I wanted to talk about. Okay, just, briefly? Just like to say it and move on. Alright. Brandon Urie is as annoying <laughs> as he seems. Oh my, I... Um, explain who that is, at least. The that... lead singer of Panic! at the Disco. And then give a shout out to your guy who left Panic! at the Disco. Ryan Ross. I don't even know if it was like by choice. I don't know. But it was definitely Brendan you forced him out. Probably. That's typical Brendan, am I right? I don't know. I don't know that guy. I mean, I don't know I only, either. I only but... liked that one song. I think that I like Panic Sense, Not Tragedies. Wow, that's your That's the only song I had like heard by them. Oh my god. Until like a few years ago when they came out with like another popular album. I am rolling hard over here. <laughs> Because I was, like, a big Panic! at the Disco fan for a while there, but then when my favorite band member, like, left the band, they had kind of, like, a... I don't know the details of what happened. Um, I stopped listening to them. Because they were no longer relevant in my mind. Loyalty! All right. 
So let's let's hear these questions. You got I got one. I don't know when you want me to do. Oh, that. I like the diary entries thing as well. When she yeah. was reading her old diaries, we just did that with my old diaries. So that was kind of cool. You think she'll release her diary someday? Yeah, yeah. I I think that like she'll probably write a memoir I think someday. She's and... put some like in liner notes or something mm-hmm. like that in the past. But wow, look at you. <laughs> um, I think, I think that like if. There was like a deluxe version for of reputation, Lover, or maybe reputation. It might have like a little for booklet thing. Mm-hmm. But... Oh, when she releases her memoir one day, I'm sure she'll like add in excerpts from her childhood diaries. Like a lot of people do that. Yeah. Um, yeah, but like also like her music is kind of her diaries. Yeah, in it's, a way. it's some it's storytelling. Or autobiographical. Okay, so my questions. I didn't have have that many. I think I had like two or three. But the first one I want to ask you is, like, what was your knowledge of Taylor Swift? Or, like, were you a fan? Going into this documentary? or Yeah. Um, kind of, like, when were you exposed to her? What are your thoughts on her? Like, kind of, like, a general, like, do you like Taylor Swift? I like uh, some of her music. I listened to, like, her earlier stuff, like... What was the name of her first album? Was it just Taylor Swift? Mm-hmm. Subtitle. So, like, that one, you know, like, Teardrops on My Guitar, Tim McGraw, Classics. Our Song. Classics. Uh, that album. And then, like, after that, like, I feel like kind of what you were saying. Like, that one was country. And then after that, it went kind of poppy. And at that point in my life, I wasn't really in... I mean, even now, I'm not really as much into the pop stuff. So, I kind of fell off. I still knew, like, the big singles, you know? Like, yeah. Belong With Me and... Stuff like that when those came out, but I don't I don't know what are her big hits off of other albums like that. Um, the two after that, I guess Red and what's the other one? There's Fearless, Speak, Speak Now. What's What's a big Red. one off of Speak Now? Um, Better Than Revenge. Yeah, see, I have no idea what that song is. So, like, I think there was a falling out. And then when 1989 came out, there were some big hits there, and I like maybe started paying more attention to pop music again mm-hmm. um, at that point in my life. So, you know, Shake It Off and stuff like that I knew yeah. about and enjoyed. Mm-hmm. So I, I'd say I'm like, I enjoy her music. I wouldn't call myself a fan. Sure. Like, what I consider, I'd consider seeing her in concert at some point, but I don't know. Yeah. That's what I would say I'm at. Okay. Okay. That, I, I just. Think, I think you already explained your I, fandom. Yes, you. I did. Um, did you have a question? I I just had one that I came okay, up with. Let's hear it. Do you think Taylor Swift will ever go back to country? And the reinventing my, herself thing, maybe go back to her roots at some point. My friend Bridget and I, uh, like talk about this from time to time <laughs> about how like how cool would it be even if she just came out with like an EP just like a few songs of... this is the Back to My Roots album or something uh, um of just like yeah more country music but she still writes for like other people like she had an yeah, album or had some songs for Little had Big Town a or song for Little Big Town I'm right. losing it over here um so that was like clearly a country song so it's like it's still in her I think she just wanted to do something different. And like I said... According to her, this is like... So a big theme of the documentary that we didn't want to talk about during the first part was like how she said 
she was doing all this to kind of like because please she, other people because she gets the applause and to please other people and this is what she thought they wanted from her, but then uh, later on like. 1989 reputation around there is when she started like doing stuff like that she loved so supposedly that's the real taylor and the one you were listening to was fake i guess i'm just kidding <laughs> okay i'm gonna push back on it a little bit because i i don't think that's fair to say at all actually um <laughs> i, said I, I think i think that like she has evolved like she was saying and like kind of reinvented herself in my mind i don't think it's for the better and musically now what she's doing like speaking out against things that like are bothering her politically that i can respect yeah and it's not everything new that she's done i musically that i are i don't like there are some songs i do like i I just struggle with that, and I guess that's just a me thing. Um, I really wish it was more... <laughs> I wish I could f feel like everyone else had my back on this, because it seems like people are just kind of like, yeah, this is just her new stuff, and it's great, and whatever. But I don't know. I mean, what would you want them to do? Like, boycott buying or listening no, to her music? No, I would want them to say, I, too, grew up with these songs in this... And her style of music. Hashtag resurrect old Taylor. I don't know. I, I think it's because I felt so personally connected. Oh, there's one thing else I wanted to talk about. Okay, just give me kind of like a one or two sentence on this. And maybe we can come back to it another time. Okay. Because we're running out of time. Okay. Do celebrities and just like famous people in general have a responsibility to be political or speak out when something happens, kind of voice their opinion? I don't think they have a responsibility to. I do think it's up to the individual. I like it when they do um, because I think you have a platform and like it's good to use that for the greater good. I think saying you have a responsibility when like you didn't sign up for it i can see why people like wouldn't want to not for the reason that they were giving earlier about like alienating fans maybe you just don't have an opinion on that type of thing or yeah. something i don't know yeah i i like i i seriously... do enjoy it when people do because yeah i i like to voice my opinion and i think this is america and it's a democracy and you should be allowed to voice your opinion but I don't think you can force somebody to do that and say they have a responsibility to do it just because they're famous for singing music. Like, that doesn't make them qualified to speak on politics, no, you know? No, it doesn't. It doesn't. I just think that, like... And a lot of those people can say stupid things and lead their fans to believe one thing that's not actually the case or... You know what I mean? Because, like we've talked about, fandom, you know, can lead to, like, this blindness and just following these people, whatever they say, even mm -hmm. though it's not accurate. Yeah. I guess my only thing with that, as you, to, great, to quote the great Caleb Walters, is to play devil's advocate, celebrities have a platform and a following, whether that be for good or evil, a lot of people are listening to them and care what they think for some reason, and so when something happens like a, whatever, a crazy person gets elected president or is running for president, 
I think that there is some kind of responsibility to say something because you have that influence. Why not use it for good? That that's just my own like that's my thing. I mean, no, I don't think that I don't want to hear all everybody's every famous person's opinion on every single thing happening in the world. But when bad things happen or when things happen that maybe you don't agree with, I think that you do have to say something. That's all. And I, I mean, I think this is a good discussion for a later time. Um, yeah. Sorry, we've we've I just have, run a little long. Yeah, that was gonna happen. All right. Um. Yeah. I don't feel like I. I we didn't even get to do final thoughts, but it's it's fine. Okay. All in all, should people watch this documentary? I think, um, if you're a Taylor Swift fan, yes. Otherwise, no. I don't think it's a must-watch, but I think it did give me a little bit more perspective. I enjoyed it. Okay, we're going to tweet about our book nook because we're running out of time. Okay. And next week... Next week we are doing a top ten of our favorite groups. Since it is the 60th episode. um, Of... Our favorite groups and singers from the 1960s. So your top 10 musical artists from the 1960s. So another music-themed episode. Yeah, which so, is like one so of my we favorite can things to talk, talk about. talk more so. about these kind of topics and like some of these artists were very political, I imagine. Okay. I know at least one of mine, and I'm sure you know who I'm talking about, will be on there. Bobby Boy! Whoa, spoilers. <laughs> Everybody knows at this point if you're a loyal listener. Um, so yeah. We'll be listing out our top 10 favorite musical artists from the 60s. We'll get more into the details next week because we're sort of running out of time this week. But we hope you enjoyed the episode this week. You want to take us out, Kath? Hug your loved ones. Don't forget to vote. Come on already. Do it. Primaries. Yep. And we'll be back Super next Tuesday. Sun. Super Tuesday. up. Yeah. Sorry. No, no, no. I feel that. Um, we'll be back next Sunday. Bye.